Hey guys, and welcome to episode number 86 of Dill and Al Talk NFL. Today is Tuesday, December 14th, 11 days away from Christmas. Are you excited? I see you got the Christmas fit on today. I got uh, my uh, poop emoji Santa hat pajamas and my Merry Sithmas shirt, and I'm feeling the, you know, the holiday, the holiday spirit. I'm feeling it. Very nice. Uh, we just wrapped up week number 14 in the NFL. We'll be breaking down all the action that happened during that today, or today, from Thursday up until the game last night in Arizona, which was a very good game. Game of the year candidate, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we will be going into week number 15 in the league with our week 15 preview. We got a couple Saturday games this week. And then I, I just found something out. And I know we're a couple weeks down the road here, but um, I was watching Monday Night Football last night. And they're going to be doing a doubleheader on Saturday, the last Saturday of the season. And then with the extra wild card game now, with the extra week and everything, they're playing that on a Monday night. Nice. So we're going to have two games. Instead of what they did, I think they did the super wild card weekend last year where they had the four on Saturday, four on Sunday. I think they're only going to do four on three on Saturday and I think four on Sunday or other way around and then have one on Monday night. So that's going to be really exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to wrap it up, as always, with player spotlight. But we're going to lead it off today with a little bit of fantasy talk. The last week of the regular season, how did you affair in the last week of the fantasy regular season? Well, I could have done better. Let's just take a look at the guys on my bench. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Pitts, 11 points. Cole Beasley, 15. Christian Kirk, 11. Please tell me you at least started Renfro because that I guy did. had an amazing game. <laughs> I always start Renfro. That's the one guy who's guaranteed in my lineup every week. Rashad Bateman, though, finally had his breakout week, 17 points. Joe Burrow, 24 points. Mahomes had 22, for reference. Uh, And then we come down to Jakeem Grant. 39 points on my bench. He had the Um, AOD, he had like the 70-plus yard touchdown. Then didn't he have like a a a 97-yard punt return, right? One of the longest in uh, NFL history for a punt return. Uh, In terms of my real team, there was only one dud, and that was Godwin Igwebikwe with negative one points. Yeah. Patterson Hubbard. I think it's time to get rid of Igwebikwe. To be honest I, with you, uh, he's had a I couple. In a waiver drop he's had a couple. Du- he's had a couple duds. You know. He he's had some really. I don't good know. Uh, I don't know if Rashad Penny's out there, but he uh, just spoiler. He's gonna be Two my points. player spotlight this week, and he had a hundred and thirty something and like two, two touchdowns. touchdowns. So if he's out there. I might have. I would. I would pick up. I would drop Igwebikwe, especially with the playoffs coming up. Um, we're on a crash course if we both win this week to meet in the semis. Yeah. I'm really excited for that. I hope my team doesn't take a dud. I won the regular season championship. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's not like any other regular season championship mm-hmm. where, you know, you don't win the whole thing. I know regular season doesn't matter. Yeah. I finished, took care of business. All I had to do was win. Mm-hmm. I had the tiebreakers on everybody in terms of points and had yeah. heads. Uh, I've lost to some teams that I shouldn't have, but mm-hmm. I ended up beating Team White. Uh, obviously, unfortunately, one of the worst teams in the league, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was a close match. It was 107 to 75. Uh, he had Melvin Gordon, who absolutely went insane on the Lions, as expected. 111 and two touchdowns. Uh, Leonard Fournette had a big game, 113 yards on a touchdown. Made a couple key catches in that game as well. Um, Lamar Jackson though got injured, mm-hmm. and that I shouldn't say that saved me. But if Lamar puts in a 20-point performance, I may have had to sweat out Monday Night Football yeah. last night. Um, for my team, uh, Ryan Tannehill, 13 points. Mm-hmm. He had a rushing touchdown. He didn't, didn't throw for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Montgomery, 13. A.J. Dillon, 71 yards. Mm-hmm. And I had to play him for Jonathan Taylor, so I get Jonathan Taylor just in time this mm-hmm. week. Uh, back from bye week, Tyreek Hill, four grabs, 76 yards. Gave me a little bit of a scare. I was at work on Sunday, and I heard he got, like, knocked out almost. His helmet went, like, sideways. And, like, and, and one of my friends texted me. He's like, well, Tyreek Hill's done, and I just absolutely almost started crying because if I lose my best receiver come playoff time, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen Guyton, 
Three grabs, 87 of oh, wow. a touchdown, an absolute bomb by Justin Herbert. I think they said it traveled like 68 yards in Is the that air two or something. Weeks in a row or three? Two weeks in a row that he has caught a 60 plus yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. He was in replacement of, um, I was going to start Cortland Sutton mm-hmm. because I didn't know the whole COVID situation with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Keenan Allen got COVID, and that's mm-hmm. why, the main reason why I picked up Guyton. Uh, Atlanta's defense got me mm-hmm. three turnovers and a touchdown, which they didn't start off well. They gave up mm-hmm. a touchdown in the first series, and I thought there was going to be no chance. And my kicker actually didn't do that well this week. Daniel Ooh, Carlson, yeah. he only had Did the extra point. He, he missed the extra point, but he made a field goal. So he made it up with a point. Um, I'm glad it didn't go down to the bench because my bench guys went off. I had Taysom Hill that had 22. Mm-hmm. He didn't turn the ball over the one week I didn't start him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin Hooper caught a touchdown. Uh, Daryl Williams caught a touchdown. And Matt Gay, the uh, Rams kicker, made all six of his kicks. Mm-hmm. Three extra points, three field goals. So thank God it didn't go down to that. Mm-hmm. I have down bad in the 8-1 matchup. I get Jonathan Taylor back. I'm starting Arizona's defense. I didn't want to start him against the Rams, but I will be starting them against the Lions. Yeah. Of course. And this will be the week that the Lions score 30 points, and, and I'll lose by, the and then I'll lose by five in my fantasy matchup because of the Cardinals' defense. If, if the game, so I have a question about fantasy. If it ties, it goes down to the bench. Is the, score more on the bench? I believe so. Because my game was tied. I believe. I believe so. I'll have to look into that later when, mm-hmm. when we when we get done recording here. But I think that's what it is, honestly. It was, came and down that to scares Monday. me. <laughs> I texted you. I said, Jakeem Grant's on my bench." Uh, so Monday it looked like I had Prater and he had Odell Beckham. If if we're looking, and then at of the course two, you find out the news that you know half the Rams team gets COVID. Yeah. Monday afternoon, Higby's out, Henderson's out, so and Odell's you're probably target. just absolutely nervous behind Cooper Cup. Uh-huh. That is Odell Stafford's second option. And he got that first touchdown. And then Prater was just hitting bombs Ooh. last night. You know what I mean? That was vintage. Yarders. That was vintage Matt Prater performance. Mm. All three of his kicks were above forty eight yards. Mm. Came down to that. It was one thirty nine, one thirty nine, and then the garbage time field goal they got before that. And then they were. Rec- we'll the talk about it when we get yeah. to that. But that ending, I turned the game off, and I thought, you know, it, it was. Uh, I think it was when Stafford threw the touchdown to Cup. I believe it made it a ten or thirteen point game at the time. I'm like, all right, this is over. I got done. I was a little tired. I got done on the Xbox a little early last night. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, you know, let me watch the last four minutes of the Cardinal game. Mm-hmm. And then Kyler Murray threw that. I swear that I was watching the highlights of it again mm-hmm. this morning. That guy leads the league in like absolute dime drops on mm-hmm. fourth and eight and longer <laughs> because he threw like a forty-five yard pass to AJ Green it's or was crazy. it crazy? No, I think it was to Christian Kirk. Oh yeah, down the down side. the left sideline, yeah. yeah. And then they ended up getting the field goal team out there, getting Prater, and then you know I think these NFL teams have finally figured out how to convert an onside kick. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do the bouncy crap one. Mm-hmm. You're going to do the one where you're going to try to kick it up the middle and you're going to try yeah. to recover it yourself. Run to it. But, and then the, the exit, we'll get into it more later, but the execution at the end of that drive was just horrible. Bugs. All right, let's, uh, we're going to go in order here. Let's start off with Thursday Night Football. It was the Vikings 36, it was the Steelers 28. This game should not have been this close. Mm-hmm. It was 29 to nothing in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. The Vikings were absolutely dominating this game. Dalvin Cook, 11 days off a separated shoulder. Mm-hmm. He comes back, 27 carries for 205 yards and two touchdowns. That was incredible to watch. And most of that came in the first quarter, or first mm-hmm. half, pardon me. Cousins, 14 to 31. Not too good. 216 yards, two touchdowns, and those those two interceptions he threw. Mm -hmm. That got Pittsburgh back into the game because both of them were in the second half. Mm -hmm. Uh, K.J. Osborne and Jefferson caught touchdowns. Uh, Justin Jefferson, 7 for 79 and a score. Uh, Big Ben, 28 to 40, 308 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. I would say his one of his better games of the season. He was sacked five times, though. The crazy thing about Cousins' stats is he was not sacked in this game at all, Mm -hmm. even though he played very poorly. Uh, Najee Harris, 20 carries, 94 yards and a touchdown. Uh, the rest of the team had four carries combined for, um, I'm going to do some quick math here, for 12 yards. Mm. 
including Benny Snell. I didn't know that Benny Snell was still in the Steelers. Negative two yards. Mm. Uh, James Washington and Fryermuth and Najee Harris catch the receiving touchdowns. For the Steelers, uh, leading receiver getter, uh, Chase Claypool, 8 for 93. But we got to talk about, we can't be reminisce about talking about this Thursday night game without talking about what in the hell Chase Claypool was doing at the end of the game. He got the first down. He claims that the ball was quote unquote knocked out of his hands. No, he just dropped it. He was doing the, you know, sword thing fight, you know, Mm -hmm. that the Golden Tate liked to do when Mm -hmm. he was here in Detroit after he get a, you know, key third down conversion. Mm -hmm. But with 40 seconds left in the game and you're out of timeouts and you're down a score, Mm -hmm. you can't be doing that. Wasted at least six seconds. Wasted almost more like 10. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at the end of the game, it was a great play by Harrison Smith to knock that ball away mm-hmm. at the end. That could have been, it wouldn't have been the tying touchdown. They still would have had to get the two-point conversion. Mm-hmm. But it, it was a you know a crazy comeback for a game that we didn't think was going to be that good. What were your thoughts on this game? I um, I think Claypool, that was the dumbest thing. And, and the thing that came out about it after is he made a mistake in the first quarter. Mike Tomlin benched him then mm-hmm. and said, all right, this will kind of teach him, and if he wants to play, they let him back in the game, he makes another mistake. Um, and then what Claypool basically sounded like in his interview about it was just making excuses. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Talking about- and you don't want that because he's your star receiver yeah. right now. Uh, I don't think Juju's coming back. Mm-hmm. He, he's had that injury late season. I didn't think, honestly, if it wasn't for the COVID mm-hmm. uh, pandemic that we were in with free agency and everything last mm-hmm. year, I don't think he would have been a Steeler if mm-hmm. things were somewhat quote unquote normal. I think he would have taken that deal with Baltimore. They gave mm-hmm. him a, I think they were offered him like a three or four year contract worth a pretty decent mm-hmm. amount of money for, because Juju really hasn't proven himself in my opinion in the wow. league. I don't think so far. Mm-hmm. It's just sad, you know. I, I've seen so many things. I saw I saw a meme on Friday. It was um, somebody had said they had showed the pictures of all three of the previous star receivers for the Steelers, mm-hmm. and then the next one is I don't know who the next Steelers star receiver is, but I already hate him mm-hmm. because it's Antonio Brown. Yeah. You know, you know, we all know the whole saga on how Antonio Brown left Pittsburgh. And even still, uh, Juju, Fox, Juju's dancing on logos mm-hmm. last year for TikToks. Mm-hmm. And then you got Chase Claypool acting like an idiot, celebrating a first down with no timeouts mm-hmm. uh, with under a minute to go in a, in a one-score game. Mm. It's going to definitely help uh, guys like Deontay Johnson, mm-hmm. Washington. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard James Washington's name a lot this year. Mm-hmm. I think that was his first touchdown of the season as well. He's been balling in a couple of games. Pat Fryermuth, though. Mm-hmm. I expected this out of him. You may have expected I watching the tape, watching the tape out of him coming out of Penn State. Obviously labeled as Baby Gronk, mm-hmm. but the, the way that the city has put their arms around this guy, mm-hmm. he could be the next. I mean, he could be. Heath Miller was a pretty good tight end, I mm-hmm. thought, for the Steelers. I think he could eclipse Heath Miller mm-hmm. in terms of popularity and obviously in play as well. So I think he can be a top ten tight end in this league next year. Mm-hmm. Fantasy owners. If you're pre-draft, if you're thinking about draft already next year, if you're out of the playoffs and you're already on to next season, mm-hmm. I think Pat Pat Fryermuth would be a good option. Mm-hmm. Definitely better than Noah Fant. Yeah, because Noah Fant has done literally nothing for me this year, and I have a bad feeling Noah Fant's gonna cost me my championship. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I drafted him. You know, I thought I thought Drew Locke actually was gonna be the quarterback, and I didn't think it was mm-hmm. gonna be Teddy Bridgewater. But if I'd have known Bridgewater was gonna be the quarterback, wouldn't have. Speaking of Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos. Uh, they did a very nice fitting tribute. Obviously, we haven't spoke since the um, unfortunate passing of Demarius Thomas, 33 years old. Uh, I believe the reports out there are is that he had a seizure after a car accident, I believe, is the initial reports that I've heard. I've heard a lot of different things. Um, watching uh, Thursday Night Football mm-hmm. and uh, scrolling through social media, seeing that seeing people are saying there's rumors out there that Demarius Thomas had passed away. Mm-hmm. Um and then waking up Friday morning and seeing the news, it was just unfortunate. I, I rem- I'll always remember Demarius Thomas because um, 
obviously Tim Tebow. If you don't know me that well, Tim Tebow was was a big mm-hmm. part of my childhood. He, he, I was, an, I was basically, you know, I was the biggest Tim Tebow fan that you know a lot of people knew. Mm-hmm. And when he threw that touchdown to Demarius Thomas in that in that wild card round against Pittsburgh, and I think it was what 2011, 2010, yeah, that was that was incredible. It was the first play of overtime. That's how I always remember Demarius Thomas. Mm-hmm. You know, he won the Super Bowl for the Broncos. You know, you saw a lot of guys going out there. Peyton Manning, um, both Eli and Peyton, I believe, were there on Sunday is what I heard. It was an amazing tribute that they did at the beginning mm-hmm. of the game, lining up with 10 guys and leaving his position on the um, on the snap mm-hmm. vacant in his honor. Uh, you saw Quilton Sutton taking the knee and everything on the um, praying, basically, mm-hmm. on, the, on the sideline as the play clock went to zero. Great motion by the Lions to decline the penalty. And then, you know, every big play that, you know, a Broncos player made on defense, they would go, they had that 88 painted on the side of the end, or on the uh, sideline, mm-hmm. right by the end zone, and they'd go and pose a picture for it. Justin Simmons made that great interception, almost like a Demarius Thomas light catch, mm-hmm. and then went over there to pose for a picture next to, you know, the 88, which I really hope, you know, you don't want to see teams get led by tragedies, mm-hmm. but I really hope that Denver makes the playoffs now mm-hmm. this year, just for Demarius Thomas. And uh, getting get to the game, 38 to 10. They played our Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. and uh, um, they went right down and scored two times in a row. Denver did 14-0 end of the mm-hmm. first quarter. I thought, okay, here we go. It's going to be another blowout loss. You know, maybe last week was a fluke after all. Mm-hmm. They, they fought back hard. Amara St. Brown caught a touchdown. Uh, they got a late field goal. Um, that delay a game that they got on the last mm-hmm. play of the second quarter I think really cost them because mm-hmm. if McManus doesn't hit that field goal, we go in 14-10. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little different. Uh, um, who was it? Did Iguibike fumble? Mm-hmm. Right, Iguabk fumbled. They went right down and scored. Um, Goff threw a stupid interception in the fourth quarter to seal it. Mm-hmm. Um, he got a fourth down and three knocked down at the line when it was still mm-hmm. kind of a game. Uh, Goff twenty four thirty nine two fifteen a touchdown a pick. Uh, Craig Reynolds really was an impressive, great story out of Kutztown, a Division two school. Um, if you don't remember Craig Reynolds, he was the guy that was introducing himself to his teammates. I think in that third preseason game for the Lions this year. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see that he got, you know, it's not the situation that he wanted him to get a spot for. Uh, Swift was injured. I think mm-hmm. Williams was injured as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys in COVID protocol. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reynolds had 11 gra- or eleven carries and 83 yards, and he had two grabs for 16. Mm-hmm. Amara St. Brown was the leading receiver, eight grabs, 73 yards. Uh, it was unfortunate to see Jerry Jacobs get injured. I mm-hmm. did hear news uh, yesterday that he tore his ACL, so he's out for the season, unfortunately. You know, just another... Another painful oh, wow. loss for the Lions, uh, second or Lions secondary and the Lions defense is just hampered by injury is a lot. Anzalone was out with COVID. Uh, Nickel Roby Coleman did not know he was still in the league. He made a couple nice plays for the Lions. He's on our team. Yeah, Nicole. Yeah, he was number one. I didn't know that until uh, he made a tackle in the second quarter. Uh, Bridgewater eighteen to twenty five, one seventy nine, two touchdowns. Um, the two headed monster of Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams thirty nine carries, one hundred eighty four yards, and three combined touchdowns. And um, Judy and Fant were really the leading receivers. Judy five for forty-seven, and Fant four for fifty-one. Uh, so that puts the Lions at one eleven and one on the season. Uh, one 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 dash one one dash one. Right. Um, the Lions' season is obviously over. I hope we don't win it. And we're playing, and we get the Texans and Jags this week. So yeah. one of those teams has they have to play twice. Mm-hmm. So if they honestly could split those, we can get away with think with another win and still get the number one pick. I think we need to. Because um, there are winnable the Texan, games out there. The Texans were in that game with Seattle this week, like until the second half. Um, just two things about Demarius Thomas um, before we move on. Eleven players on the Broncos team played with him when he was um, there, and their final offensive drive 
of that game was 88 yards. How was it? Mm-hmm. I didn't even notice that. Wow. It's crazy. Isn't McManus the only guy that's left from that team? They said there was 11 players on the Broncos who have played All with the Marys. But I meant the Super Bowl team. I, I think, think the Mc- Super Bowl. I think McManus is the only yeah. one left. I, I believe because so. Because Vaughn was there, Vaughn Miller, yeah. and then they traded Vaughn Miller. Those would have been the two guys. I th- Demarius was Maybe there. Chubb? I think Demarius left the Broncos. I think it was in 2016 or 2017. Uh-huh. I think he came back, though. I I, I swear so I He played for the Jets step. in 2019, I think mm-hmm. it was, was his last season. I got to I gotta double-check that, but I thought um, sometimes players will do that. They'll leave the team and then come back. I know. I, I do remember, I think, him signing a one-day contract to retire as a Bronco, though. Mm. I think I do remember that. Demarius Thomas. But they did say the Jets was the last team he played for, and I think it was either... I don't think it was last year. I think it actually was 2019. So 2019, he played for the Jets. I think he also signed a one-day contract to retire as the Bronco. On 2018, this is what I was remembering, I knew he played for two teams. He played for Houston and he played for Denver. Oh, okay. Um, So 2018 means, yeah, that he would have have played with Chubb. mm -hmm. He would have played with um, probably Fan, Simmons... Yeah, because Hawkinson came out in 18, right? Mm-hmm. And I know Fant and Hawkinson were both in the same draft class. Mm-hmm. Simmons, um, maybe Roby was there. Mm-hmm. Chris Harris isn't on the team anymore. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that I can I can see, connect a few dots and mm-hmm. see that. But I know McManus was the only guy left from the 2015 Super Bowl team. All right, moving on here to the Bills and the Bucks. Another close game. I, I texted you on Sunday afternoon during the early window, and I said blowout city. And then it was a blowout Sunday, and then a couple of those games got close. The late games were very good, other than the Lions game, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, both the 425 games went to overtime. The Sunday nighter was good, and then obviously we got the Monday nighter. But uh, back to one of the 425 games. 33-27 final in overtime. The Bucks beat the Bills. Uh, the Bucks were up 27-10 at one point in this game in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen came storming back. Um, I really think down. they should have scored a touchdown to win the game there. Uh, there was a controversial pass interference call, I think, in that. Mm-hmm. There was also one in overtime that shouldn't have been called that they threw for Tampa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Allen, though, 36 of 54, 308, two touchdowns and a pick. He had 109 rushing yards, too, and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So if you want to head up his numbers, 417 yards, all-purpose, and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diggs, 7 for 74. Uh, Beasley had nine grabs for 64. Dawson Knox and Gabe Davis found the end zone. Uh, Brady... 31 of 46, 363, two touchdowns. He had his 700th, um, was it his 700th completion, I think? No. Touchdown. Touchdown. So he has the, he has the grand slam. Mm-hmm. Now, he has he holds all the records in terms of yards, touchdowns, mm-hmm. attempts, and completions, mm-hmm. which is incredible cool. to say. And add two touchdowns. He got sacked twice, which is not like Tom Brady. He had 16 yards rushing, too, and a touchdown. Called he called him. the patent quarterback sneak I knew by Brady. Was but he had a huge run in this game. And I, a huge run for Brady standards. Uh, Fournette, 19 carries, 113 and a touchdown. Godwin had six grabs and 105. Evans caught a touchdown. And then. Who caught the game-winning touchdown? Rashad Perriman. Rashad Perriman. The former Lion. And they signed him to a one-year deal in the offseason. And what does he do? He gets released in training camp. his first target. His first target as a buck goes to the end zone. (laughs) What were your thoughts on this game? Well, like you mentioned, I could feel something in the air telling me a Brady sneak was coming. It's been what? I feel like it's been maybe even since last season we've seen I think he's got one this year. Maybe in the early season. I just felt something in the air, and, you know, I rarely get these predictions right, but this was uh, oddly just, you know, coincidental. 
Um, Josh Allen, what a performance. He deserved to win this game, I believe. Um, I believe he's in a boot now after the mm-hmm. game. You can see him limping at the end. He week was putting three. this team on his back, bro. He got a sneak in week three? Week three against the Rams. It's been, I knew it was a long time, but Josh Allen put this team on his back. Josh Allen's injured. Mm-hmm. They are going to be screwed. Because I, I honestly, that. take that fourth quarter away from them, mm-hmm. they didn't play that good. And no they have normal. not played good in the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. They got absolutely decked by Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. They lost that wind bowl in at home against New England on Monday night. Mm-hmm. They have a chance to redeem themselves in a huge game basically in front of the whole nation mm-hmm. against Tampa and the defending champions. They come back. They fall short. They're 7-6 and six now. Mm-hmm. Who's left in their schedule? Let's take a look. They've got the Panthers, which is winnable this week. Is it at the Panthers, though? Uh, no, Panthers oh, okay, are. So I think that one's okay. winnable. But then they go and play New England at home. New England. And I think that's one of the Saturday night games in Week 16. That's going to be tough. The Falcons is winnable, and the Jets is winnable. Mm-hmm. They, they've only They're not won. at Atlanta, are they? No, they've okay. got three home games. The Patriots are the only I always worry about those trap play. games, especially in the mm-hmm. NFC South. It's going to be tough. Um, I think to play both the Panthers and the Falcons, just based on they've still got some drive to get. Especially the, the Falcons, the Falcons are right in the thick of things. I think mm-hmm. honestly, if Matt Ryan was a better quarterback, you think they'd, I think be? they'd be in the playoffs right now? Mm. I think with these teams, Panthers, Falcons, they're both what six and seven. Mm-hmm. If if I think they... there's a five way tie for that last wild card with Washington, I think mm-hmm. the Niners. I think it's Washington Niners, Panthers, Falcons, and I believe the Saints. That's crazy. So I think so all three, three NFC South teams are tied for that last wild card. The Bucks are the only team pulling away with that. And uh, I don't know. I'm a little worried about the Bills now. Because um, Allen has not looked like Josh Allen of 2020. He, he, he needs a running game. And this injury that he picked up mm-hmm. isn't going to help. Not at all. Lamar's injury, that may hurt the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is about Aaron Rodgers. With a, he, he can play with, I guess, a sprained pinky toe. Mm-hmm. But good for him. <laughs> Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, um, they were on Sunday Night Football against the Bears, one of the oldest rivalries in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I criticized this game for being Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of glad it was, to be honest with you, at the end of the day. 45-30, mm-hmm. to 30, Packers win. The Bears were winning this game, I believe, at the half, 28-27. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fields, 18-33, 224, two touchdowns, two picks. Uh, he had 74 rushing yards leading the team. Uh, Montgomery had 42 on 10 carries, not too much. Uh, Demarius Bird and Jeremy Jakeem, mm-hmm. not Jeremy, mm-hmm. not Jeremy Grant, not the Pistons, I always want to not say the Pistons that. player. Demarius Bird and Jakeem Grant combined for three catches, and two of them were touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Montgomery was the leading pass catcher on this team, the running back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he led the team in carries and he led the team in receptions. Fields lost a fumble, unfortunately. Um, you did mention Jakeem Grant with the 90. Seven-yard punt return. Mm-hmm. That was incredible. Uh, Rasul Douglas had another interception. He had a pick six uh, for mm-hmm. the Packers. Um, Aaron Rodgers, 29 of 37, 380, or 341, and four touchdowns. And he was sacked three times in this game. Only mm-hmm. had a QBR of 59.2, which is kind of surprising. A.J. Dillon, 71 yards. I mentioned it when we were talking fantasy. Mm-hmm. Aaron Jones had a rushing touchdown. And Devontae Adams went absolutely insane in this game. Mm-hmm. Ten grabs, 121, two touchdowns. And then Alan Lazard and Aaron Jones got the other touchdowns from Rodgers. What were your thoughts on this? It was a back and forth game, but it seemed like you know the, the Packers, the Packers pulled away in the second half. But fifteen points still feels like that wasn't big enough of a margin. Watching the second half of that game, the Bears, bro, they had so many chances. They had so there was the punt, 
the muff punt that they caught and ran into the end zone, but you, you can't do you that, can't I do guess, that. because yeah. it has to be yeah. the ball. The same thing then happened on, I think it was, I don't know, maybe maybe it was a kickoff or onside or something. They got the onside and he ran it in. You can't do that. Yeah, I can't remember what game it's it was, in, but I do, yeah, I, I do remember something like that happened this year, I think. It was in this game, too. Oh, really? Yeah, so they what happened it's was... It was in the first half, because I, I didn't watch the first half. They scored on the, um, like the muffed punt. But they said it. You have to down it. Mm-hmm. They get the onside kick up in the air, run it in. They you also have to down it at the spot. That's two touchdowns in a. And I feel like that's that's. And that have been forty four forty five. If you kick uh-huh. the extra points, you're gonna obviously have to go for two with one of them. Mm-hmm. So it could have been forty five forty five. And you know, if they been go going. for two both times, they win. <laughs> so I really think the rules got in the way of this game, and that's it's what also I saw the a lot Packers, of people saying. You know, they always try to. Lean it, you know, as Aaron Lions Rogers. fans, you know, as Lions fans, we we have fallen victim to that a few times. The Phantom face mask, the yeah. Hail Marys. Stafford had a face Phantom face mask last night too. Yeah, that they didn't call, which they I was pretty sideways. frustrated about. But we'll talk about that when we're coming up here in the next game. I just wanted the Bears to win, bro. I was pulling. I'm not a Bears guy. I've never been a root. I don't root for the Bears unless they're playing the Packers. That's what I'm saying. And I, but I was in this game like I'm a diehard Bears fan. I said, "Go, Justin Fields. You better get four touchdowns." Justin. Bro, I, I I have never been more invested in the Bears in that game. Just because I think it's how bad the Lions are this year and how good the Packers still are. When I thought the Packers were going to fall off this year, I was really looking forward to that, bro. I'm not going to lie. Hearing Aaron Rodgers might not be coming back, hearing that they're going to have to start Jordan Love, I'm like, finally, the Packers might be a four-win team. Now they're, uh, what? They're, they're in the one seed now. Arizona lost last night. So if the Bears would have won this, the Packers could have been anywhere from the second spot to the fourth. Yep. Depending on how everything yep. fell, but which leads us to the last game of week number fourteen, Monday Night Football. It was the Rams and the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. The Rams win thirty to twenty three behind a big performance by an old friend, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford. Went absolutely insane in this game. Mm-hmm. He shut. I think he finally shut up the haters. Mm-hmm. They were saying, "Oh, he can't win the big game. He can't perform on Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. He's going to do the same thing he did in Detroit." In L.A. that he did in Detroit. He's going to choke it away. Da-da-da-da-da. How about this for you? 23 of 30, 287, three touchdowns, an 86.3 quarterback rating. Going into Arizona against one of the best teams in the NFL, shutting them down. Sony Michelle, 20 carries, 79 yards. Cooper Cup was one away from tying Herman Moore's Monday Night Football record with 13 catches for 123 yards and a touchdown. OBJ got his third touchdown with the Rams. He had a beautiful game. Six grabs, 77. He has three touchdowns with the Rams. He had three touchdowns with the Browns Mm. in the last two seasons, including his obviously only played, I think, five games in that injury shortened year last year. So clearly they weren't. But they were shorthanded. They were missing Higby, Mm -hmm. and they were missing Henderson. They were missing Ramsey, and they were missing a couple other key players on that defense. Mm -hmm. And they still went into Arizona and won. Arizona's 3-3 at home this year. They're 7-0 at home, though, which is er, Mm -hmm. on the road. They're 7-0. Pardon me. They're home. They're Mm 3-3. James Conner said it himself post game. He said, "This is our fault. We have nobody to blame but ourselves if we don't get home field because we cannot win the game at home. They lost to Carolina at home, they lost to Green Bay at home, and they lost to LA at home. Mm-hmm. They should at least won the Green Bay game, and they should at least won this game." Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Van Jefferson. You texted me and just said Van Jefferson explanation point explanation point after he made that beautiful catch in the mm-hmm. third quarter, a dime by Matthew Stafford. We've seen him throw that ball to Marvin Jones and Calvin Johnson mm-hmm. plenty of times in our in our fandom for the Detroit Lions. Uh, let's go to the losing side here. Kyler Murray, had a, he had a good game. He went 32 of 49, 383, two interceptions. Uh, the one really wasn't his fault, I don't think. 
the one in the second quarter. That was really the turning point in the game. A beautiful uh, jumping interception. He was trying to find Ertz in the back of the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um, seven carries, 61 yards on the ground. Uh, James Conner hit two touchdowns rushing. An animal, bro. Nine grabs for 94 yards. And a, and a one-handed. And a, he leads the league with one-handed catches for mm-hmm. five of them. A.J. Green had his biggest game as a Cardinal with 102 yards. Mm-hmm. Hopkins was really held in check with 54 yards. Um, Rondell Moore got a couple touches, but you got to talk about the execution at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. So they go down. They get stopped at, on third down with about 45 seconds left. They run out the field goal team. Prater hits a knuckleball in from 49 that I honestly thought was hooking to the left. Somehow snuck in. They get the onside kick. That was the fourth onside kick that got recovered this mm-hmm. week in the NFL. Wow. That was Prater's second I mean, I career onside kick. I'm, I think out. I think teams are trying to figure it out. They've been watching college games mm-hmm. and figuring out that most of those college kickers they're going to put the ball up the middle and they're going to try to recover it at the 45 instead of try to do the you know the mm-hmm. one hop, which it never works because usually you know you're going to have your top receiver back there and he's just mm-hmm. going to fall right on it and it's over. Mm-hmm. But those penalties, they got back to back penalties. They got a hold. Kyler Murray had a 25 yard run, got brought mm-hmm. back due to a hold. Then they had a false start on top of that. Because they didn't have any timeouts and the play clock was running down. Mm-hmm. Um, Why didn't they spike <clears throat> it, bro? That's what I want to get to next. So he finds James Conner on that play. James mm-hmm. Conner's injured, first mm-hmm. of all. I don't know. I would have taken a 10-second runoff yeah. at that point because there was 14 seconds left. Get Conner off the field. Get Eno Benjamin out there to block for you because you know you're going Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray lines up in the shotgun. I think, okay, he's going to spike it. He snaps the ball and starts running around like an idiot. Mm-hmm. He's literally... Kyler Murray, watching him run reminds me of, you know, did you watch Spongebob as a kid? Mr. Krabs, you know, the sound they made when he was running around. That was literally, that's Kyler Murray running the ball. Mm -hmm. And I don't think half of his offensive linemen knew what he was doing, so they didn't block him. He made two two men miss, and then Aaron Donald absolutely just annihilated him. And And that was game over. Starts the game with a sack. Yeah, running running his own center into Kyler Murray. It's crazy, though. Here's a full circle moment we got to talk about in this game, though. So, I think you mentioned Cooper Cup with the Herman Moore thing, right? Um, Van Jefferson's Van dad yeah, Sean is, Jefferson. was was a coach on the Cardinals. Yeah. And did you see his face when Van Jefferson yeah. caught that touchdown? That was crazy. And the thing about Sean Jefferson, he coached Calvin Johnson here in Detroit when he broke the Jerry Rice uh, receiving record. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? And so now his son's, his son's teammate yeah. has a chance to break Calvin Johnson's record. That's, that's It's just full circle wow. in that way. And the Lions, you know, we're, we we don't get many uh, wins, literally. Um, but knowing that no Calvin more. Johnson, Herman Moore, Matthew Stafford, those guys were brought up on uh, Monday Night Football or at least mentioned in the same vein, you know, it gives you a little pride as a Lions fan. But I thought that was cool that... You know, Van Jefferson, I had no idea that he was going against his dad. I didn't either until they crazy. until they showed him after he caught the touchdown. All right, uh, just some other scores here from week number 13. Um, some honorable mentions first, actually. The Chiefs absolutely <laughs> annihilated the Rams, or the, the Rams, the Raiders, pardon me. Mm-hmm. As um, I think the Chiefs, I think it's safe to say they're back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mahomes, 20-24, 258, two scores. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had two touchdowns. Derek Gore had a good game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Renfro was really the only bright spot for the Raiders. 13 grabs, 117, and a touchdown. Um, a great route on that touchdown, too. It was, for sure. Um, the Browns, 24. The Ravens, 22. Lamar Jackson, I mentioned it already with the sprained ankle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're saying it's a low ankle sprain, not a high ankle sprain, so he should be good to go hopefully on Sunday against the Packers. They have a huge game against those Green Bay Packers. Huntley came in. In replacement, 27 to 38, 270, and a two touchdowns. Um, Mayfield, 192 touchdowns and a pick. Uh, big game by Peoples Jones, 90 yards. Hooper and Landry caught some touchdowns. 
for your Cleveland Browns. And then uh, last but not least, the Cowboys and the football team. 27-20. The score really doesn't dictate the outcome of this game is because it was, um, I believe it was, what, 24 nothing at the half, yeah. I think. Uh, Prescott didn't really have that great of a game, 22-39, two interceptions and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. He threw a pick six to get the football team within a score with about five minutes to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Kyle Allen had to come in for Heineke as Heineke got injured in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Allen fumbled late in the game, and then ended up costing the they football team. a really good chance, especially when Dak threw that pick. We got to talk while we're talking about Cowboys football team. Cam Sims absolutely mossed the interception leader in Trayvon Diggs. Heineke just said, you know, that's one of those effort moments. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to be down there. And Cam Sims made one of the catches of the year so mm-hmm. far over the interception leader in Trayvon Diggs. He, they uh, fist bumped after that play. Yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah, cool. I thought that was like pretty that cool. Respect. I saw that. Yeah. Um, a game I want to mention, 49ers Bengals, 26-23. This was a game Jamar Chase went off in. I think he had three touchdowns. Um, he on the opening drive they threw a he was coming across the field for a slant, mm-hmm. which he I mean he would have gone away. He probably wouldn't have got a touchdown. He dropped it. It was a third down. Mm-hmm. He redeems himself a little bit with I, I think it was two or three touchdowns. It might have been three. Um let's see. Yeah, it was two touchdowns. My bad. But, dude, Higgins and Chase are slowly becoming one of the best duos. Burrow, phenomenal game. He did make a couple of mistakes, and his team, his offensive line was not helping him. He was getting lit up. Um, George Kittle had a phenomenal game for the 49ers. This was an underrated game to me. It really wasn't that close. Both games were in overtime at the same time, so I had red zone on, so they had the double Uh box, and that was was pretty neat to watch. And I think they said this is like one of the, not the first time, but first time in a while there's been two games in overtime. At the same time. It's just crazy. And they were both, like, teams like that. They, all four of those teams legitimately can make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It, it, December football for you. I think yep, that's what yep. was and we get the, and What the great part's going to be is we're going to get another week of it here in the uh, second week of January. Mm-hmm. Uh, just some other scores that we didn't mention here. Titans win 20 to nothing over the Jags. Lawrence, four-interception game. Not pretty. I think Urban Meyer's definitely on its way out. On his way out, mm-hmm. having uh, spats with the ownership, having spats with general management, and now even had a shouting match um, during the week with a player. Mm-hmm. Not looking good for Urban Meyer. Uh, Saints win thirty to nine over the Jets. Speaking of another rookie quarterback, number two overall pick, Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. nineteen for forty two. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to think maybe he wasn't the right choice for the Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Falcons win twenty nine twenty one. Seahawks win 33-13 over the Texans. Uh, Chargers win a somewhat closer game over the Giants. Uh, based on even looking at the score at halftime, it was 37-21. to And then you mentioned Niners-Bengals 26-23 in overtime. All right, we're going to move on here to the week number 15 preview. Starting it off with Thursday Night Football, this one is going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. It is the Chiefs at the Chargers. Who do you have in this game? This game could determine who wins the AFC West. Because the Chargers have, remember, they went into KC week two or week three and got that win. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. That's what put uh, Chiefs at one and two to start the season. Yep. And that's when the doubts started. That was the Mahomes, I think that was the first game that Mahomes really started to struggle. Mm-hmm. And it was just almost a downhill spiral until a couple weeks ago. With the way the Chargers have been playing, well, here's, here's the difference now in this matchup. The Chiefs have now had an offense like. Their offense was struggling, but they're getting the rhythm back. But their defense has been carrying them uh, in the last couple games. Chris Jones is going to miss this game, I think, mm-hmm. possibly because of he's on the COVID list. Him and Melvin Ingram have been dominating. The Chargers' defense, I felt like, started pretty decent in the start of the year. I think Derwin James is now hurt again, a couple guys in that secondary. Um, but 
with the Chargers defense, I feel like declining and the Chiefs, you know, defense improving as the season goes, I think that's going to be the difference maker. I think both teams have the offense. They've got depth at wide receiver on both sides. They've got great young quarterbacks. They've got, you know, even in the backfield, I feel like both teams have pretty good, you know, options there. Um, maybe the Chiefs more so than the Chargers with the Chargers really just relying heavily on Eckler. Mm -hmm. I think really the difference is the defense now. And like I said, the Chargers defense for me, declining. They've been giving up a lot of games. You know, the Browns they played, wasn't that like a 40-point, you know, they were, mm -hmm. each team was like 40 yeah. points. This last game, the Giants were still in it at the end. I mean, if they wouldn't have made so many mistakes and maybe if Mike Glennon wasn't their starting quarterback, they could have lost these games. I like the Chargers. I think it's like with the Bengals for me, the team's just still a little too young. And I think Mahomes is just, he's, he's finding that fire again. And like I said, this defense is looking like 2018-2019 Chiefs defense when it really pulled together when they needed it to. Mm -hmm. Who do you got winning? I have the Chiefs winning this game in a very close one. I'm thinking like 35-31. to 31. Mm -hmm. uh, Mahomes... He's going to get, you know, that Mahomes game. He's going to have 300 yards. He's going to have two or three touchdowns. Mm -hmm. He's going to find the normal guys, I think. He's going to find Kelsey. He's mm -hmm. going to find maybe Edwards Hilaire for a touchdown. And I think Tyreek Hill hasn't scored in a while. Mm -hmm. And I think Tyreek Hill is going to get one this week. Mm -hmm. Herbert, I think he's going to have a 350-yard game with, like, three touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Keenan Allen, I believe, is going to be back in this game. Mm -hmm. So that's going to help him out a lot. I think him, Williams, and I think Palmer gets another touchdown this mm -hmm. week. I, I think Guyton's going to get shut out again. The key thing for this game, though, is going to be the status of Austin Eckler. Mm -hmm. He got hurt late in that game against the Giants. I have not read any injury reports this week. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's a short week. That's not going to help matters a lot. Mm -hmm. But I think having Eckler could be the difference between a win and a loss. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe Eckler is not going to play. Just based on a prediction, that would make the Chiefs win in this game 35-31. to 31. All right, moving on here to uh, the Sunday action. The 10 and 3 Cardinals are 13 and a half point favorites mm -hmm. at Ford Field against the Detroit Lions. <laughs> oh geez, this is uh this is going to be a tough one. But we said that against the Ravens and they uh they almost won they almost beat the Ravens. So, mm -hmm. who knows what's going to happen? Who who's uh who's going to win this game and why? There's no way the Lions win. I mean, I that's the, what we said about the Ravens too. <laughs> I I just there is no way Watch, the Cardinals are gonna have to kick a sixty-six yarder just to beat us. Well, you know who their kicker is now, Matt and he's gonna be—he's gonna be kicking inside. Maybe Matt Prater will break the record again. Over, <laughs> he breaks it for you know, sixty-seven yards. It'll be sixty-seven. Maybe it could be sixty-nine. I'd like to see it be sixty-nine yards. Um, overall, though, like I said, I really don't see the Lions having a chance. Denver is not that great of a team, in my opinion. They've They've got, you know... They got killed options. in that game. They got they got destroyed. You're telling me that um, Melvin Gordon and then also rookie Javonta Williams gets, you know... Combined for almost 200 yards. And they get four touchdowns together. Three. Three? But still. Three. The same difference, Still, it's, it's too much. We Shouldn't... might as well not have played defense in that game. Honestly. Um, it, it sucked watching that after the win, you know? I wish we would have lost to the Vikings. Because at least I could say there is no possible way we don't get the first pick. I mean, who knows? We do win this game. Maybe we get some confidence and we beat Seattle as well. Could we then be tied with 
a team like the Jaguars or Texans. I just hope that does not happen. I just don't want it to go down to a coin toss because that's how they determine mm-hmm. if teams are tied on record. Uh, that's how coin they coin toss. Well, Lions better get the first overall pick. That's what we're chasing. We lose Aiden Hutchinson by a coin toss. Dude, we'll have to get Thibodeau. Um, I just think it's going to be crazy, dude, if, if, if we do win this game. It would be like your wildest dream coming into reality. Mm-hmm. That's what this game would mm-hmm. be. Um, at this point, I am giving us a 1% chance to win. Yeah, this is going to be 35 to, to 7. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyler, he had 382 yards against the Rams. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to throw for like 300 in this game. Mm-hmm. Two touchdowns. I think he runs for one. I think he almost goes for 100 yards on the ground mm-hmm. by himself. Uh, Connor's going to catch another touchdown. Uh, mm-hmm. Edmonds did not get activated some for some reason for that game. Mm-hmm. Edmonds will definitely be back in this game as he's been off. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's been off IR for it would be almost two weeks now before mm-hmm. game time. He'll have enough time to be practiced and acclimated and everything. I think he finds the end zone on the ground. Um, AJ Green's gonna have a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Hopkins is still gonna get 70, 80 yards. I don't think he scores though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goff, one seventy five, a pick. A he's gonna fumble. You know, it's a typical Jared Goff kind of game. I don't think I think he's held without a touchdown again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know in terms of which running backs we're gonna have available. I don't think they're gonna be able to do. I don't think they're gonna do much honestly. Even though, no matter who we have, I think Josh Reynolds has a decent game though. Mm-hmm. I think Josh Reynolds makes the biggest impact on the offense, mm-hmm. but it's going to be one twelve and one. There, there's, there's definitely no way we're going to win this game. All right, moving on here to the four twenty five window. We have a pretty good game brewing in Baltimore. It's the ten and three Packers against the eight and five Ravens. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely going to be interesting to, to watch the injury reports throughout the week to see if Lamar Jackson's playing. It's a low ankle sprain. It's a tough injury for anybody to handle, especially a mobile quarterback against an improving defense. Who's going to take this game? This is going to be a really close game. I um, I had more confidence in the Ravens at the start of the year. They've had some struggles recently, and they've had some squeaker games like the Colts and even the first match with the Browns. Um, but I do think the Ravens have a legitimate chance. Losing Marlon Humphrey in your secondary now is going to be a big blow. If Lamar is not 100%, that's going to be a big blow. I think with playing the Packers right now, they're in the worst possible shape that they could be mm-hmm. had they played them you know earlier in the season uh when the packers were having a little bit of their struggles or you know have they had all the pieces they need because they're missing so many guys to ir to covid mm-hmm. uh, i want to say ravens here i'm a, i'm obviously you know against the packers but i think aaron Rodgers. you can't count them out and we saw with the Bears, you can start really hot against the Packers. You can even shut them down for almost a whole half of football. But 12 is going to eventually figure it out because he always does. It always He's happens. Aaron Rodgers. He's even if the... it comes down to a Hail Mary in uh, Ford Field and, you know. <laughs> An underthrow. That guy's the king of the underthrown Hail Mary, I swear. It, it's crazy. He just throws it there and someone catches Someone's it. there. It's like it never just hits the ground. Yeah. He's, he's got a cannon and uh, Lamar not being 100%. And uh, even just having some struggles this year with the four interceptions he threw in that bronze game, mm-hmm. I uh, I do think the Packers will unfortunately win this game. The Packers are four and three on the road. Mm. They've struggled a lot on the road this year. They mm. struggled in Chicago on the road. Mm-hmm. They've struggled in some of their other wins on the road. I don't think they're going to win this game mm-hmm. just based on the fact of their road struggles. Mm-hmm. They're not going to win. Uh, I think it's going to be a closer game than a lot or a lower scoring game. I'm thinking twenty to twenty to seventeen. I think. Mm-hmm. 
I think Lamar plays. I don't think he's going to be the Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to be more of that pocket passer Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson versus the, you know, hey, I'm just going to pull down and run because I want to Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson. I think he's going to throw the ball like 30, 35 times in this mm-hmm. game. Uh, 220, a touchdown, a pick. I think he still gets 30 or 40 on the ground, though, because mm-hmm. his, that ankle will be healthy enough to scramble for maybe a, a six- or seven-yard play at a time. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be breaking no 20, 30-yard runs in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devontae Freeman, he's going to find 50 yards, I think, or so, and a touchdown. Uh, Tucker's going to hit a couple field goals, I think, to really help them out in this game. I think Bateman catches the lone touchdown. I think Bateman finally has you know a couple weeks in a row where he can break out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Rodgers is still going to have 275. Mm-hmm. I think he throws for both of his team's touchdowns. I think they both go Devontae Adams again. Mm-hmm. That one ha- that two-headed monster of Dylan and Jones, I think they're going to struggle a little bit mm-hmm. with Jones getting maybe a little bit more yards than Dylan. I think maybe Dylan with about 25 or 30 and Jones getting that 50-yard mark. Mm-hmm. But it's going to go down to Mason Crossbar. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to miss another field goal. He's and it's going to cost him. He had that. Obviously, him and uh, McPherson for Cincinnati went basically mm-hmm. miss for miss. If it wasn't for that, the Packers would be 9-4 and four right now. They'd be literally 8-5 and five if it wasn't for a Rasul Douglas interception mm-hmm. and McPherson not being able to make field goals in Cincinnati. They are two plays away from 8-5, and five, and they're 10-3, and three, and they're in the number one seed right now. That's the top-headed and top-loaded NFC at the top. Mm-hmm. You got three teams tied at 10-3, Tampa, Green Bay, and Arizona. Dallas and L.A. are right behind them. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It's so top-heavy, yeah. and then he got seven teams battling for the last wild-card spot, basically. The, the funniest part is how all those bottom teams are going to be battling for that spot. Just to know no matter what, it's very unlikely that one of those teams are going to beat the top guys we've considered yeah. already. Yeah. All right, moving on here. Sunday night football. Seems like we're going to get this Sunday night football game, I guess, once a year now. It's the Saints and the Bucks. I thought maybe we'd scrap this after Drew Brees retired, but mm-hmm. uh, Saints Bucks. Here we go. Uh, six and zero for the Bucks at home this year. Do you think they go to seven? Yeah, easily. I'm sorry. With even with Alvin Kamara's return and even with Taysom Hill now being active, I still got the Bucks winning this. It's going to be close. The Bills really? showed me the Bucks can be beat. Mm-hmm. I just don't think the Saints are the team to do it. Okay. I have the Bucks winning this game quite easily. Thinking like. 31 to 10. Mm-hmm. Taysom Hill is going to get a rushing touchdown again. I think you're going to see the turnover monster come back for Taysom Hill. I think he's going to throw mm-hmm. two picks and he may fumble once. Do you think uh, he gets benched? No. no. They're not going to mention him for Trevor Simeon because mm-hmm. I watched Trevor Simeon play. He he is the reason that they almost lost that game against Tampa mm-hmm. when Jameis went out with the ACL injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he let it. He let him back in the fourth quarter, but he had a, mm-hmm. he dug him a hole to have to bring him back out of. Kamara's mm-hmm. uh, going to score a touchdown, I think. I think all those other Saints weapons get held in check. Brady, he's going to go for 400 yards in this game and four touchdowns. Uh, Fournette's going to find 70 yards. I think he gets a receiving touchdown. I think Godwin scores, and I think Gronk gets two. So it's going to be a comfortable win for the Bucs. They're going to go to 7-0 at home, 11-3 on the year. And I really think the Bucs have a chance to have home field this year. They got robbed last year, mm-hmm. losing a couple games they shouldn't have, but I think they're finally finding the form at the right time. If their defense can be able to hold a big lead in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. or in the second half, I think they'll be fine, and I think they can lock up a one seed. And with that road, with that NFC road going through Tampa, mm-hmm. I don't see anybody stopping Brady from going back to back Super Bowl. Appearances. I think he is. I'm, I, I, the Cardinals. Yeah, it's a tough. It's a very tough NFC. I mm-hmm. mentioned the top heavy, the top five, mm-hmm. the four teams without Tampa in it. But I easily think if the game's at home, I think he can beat all four of those quarterbacks, mm-hmm. with some of them with ease. Mm-hmm. Which we've, leaves we've um, already seen him beat Dak Prescott. I beat Prescott week one. Mm-hmm. 
Like he lost. They lost to Stafford, mm-hmm. but that was at a. It was at L.A. and B. I think that was Brady's first road game of the year too. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, they're finding their rhythm, and I think mm-hmm. that's mostly in part to Leonard Fournette's performance of as of late. He's not just playoff Lenny mm-hmm. anymore. He's yeah. cementing himself above Ronald Jones in this offense. Mm-hmm. Which leaves us with one last game, another NFC North rivalry on a uh, primetime window. It's the six and seven Vikings against the four and nine Bears. Who do you have? Well, I have a question for you. Out of these two teams, they're both rivals for us. Who are you rooting for? Honestly, as a Michigan State fan, mm-hmm. the Vikings are 6-7 and seven right now. Cousins has always been doubted for not being able to win the big game, not being able to get to the playoffs. So I would love to see Minnesota win this game. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Justin Fields guy. It's a dra- Michigan State, Ohio State. I drafted Justin Fields in fantasy thinking that he was going to be a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I... I got a text from a friend during the draft saying, watch this, I'm going to take a rookie quarterback. I was, I got scared. He took Mac Jones. I kind of wish I would have taken Mac Jones mm-hmm. instead of Justin Fields. Definitely with the years they're having. Yeah. Fields maybe can develop. Mm-hmm. But this is not hopefully, it's just a rookie, hopefully it's just rookie struggles for him because it's, it's been ugly at times. It has been, it's been ugly at times, and all the heights that he reached just aren't even that great to me. They're mm-hmm. just mediocre still. Um for some reason, he reminds me of Josh Freeman from our childhood. For the I remember Bay Josh Bucks. Freeman for the Bucks. That was when the Bucks were bad. This is what Justin Fields reminds me of. I, I'm out of the two teams. Who am I rooting for? I would have to go Vikings here, just because I. You can tell who's had the superior offense. Yeah. I have ESPN pulled up, and that and they show the pass receiving and rushing leaders for the mm-hmm. whole game between the two teams. Mm-hmm. And Cousins, Cook, and Jefferson have all three of them. You don't see Montgomery. Mm-hmm. You don't see. I can't even name you a Bears receiver not named Allen. Allen. I can't name you another Bears receiver named Allen Robinson. Yeah. And then you know, definitely don't see Fields out there. Yeah. And we don't see Jakeem Grant getting a seventy, a ninety-seven yard punt return every week. No, definitely not. <laughs> um, I'm going Vikings here. I think it will be close because the Bears have had some close games, and the Vikings have had really close heartbreak. Well, they're two and five away. Mm-hmm. You got to win your road games if you want to make the playoffs. Definitely. I think the Vikings are going to win this, improve to seven and seven, stay in the hunt, and that this will be the game. I think the Bears fall out. Yeah. And, uh, well, they're four and ten. I four and nine. I yeah. still think they're done. The best uh, they can definitely. do, even if they rip off a four game win streak, it's eight and nine. And I don't even. I, honestly, win. I think nine and eight gets you in this year. I don't think nine and eight's going to do. Or eight and nine's not going to do it. Nine mm-hmm. and eight's going to do it for sure. So Matt Nagy's probably going to be done after the year. I good. Think good. I think that's good to say. All Bears fans breathe a big, heavy sigh of relief because yeah. that guy's just horrible. I'm sorry. Watch the Lions and be like, man, we need oh, him. Oh, God. If, you, if, if the Lions hire Matt Nagy in any role on that team, mm-hmm. I'm done. Yeah, honestly, I'm not even going to give really a, a big prediction. I just think the Vikings are going to win this game like 27-10. to 10. It's mm-hmm. not even going to be that high scoring of a game either. Which, um, before we go on to player spotlight here, some other games we are going on here in Week 15. We got two Saturday games this week. Raiders Browns at four thirty. That's going to be a good one. And then the Patriots Colts. I'm glad that both these Saturday night games or Saturday afternoon Saturday night games mm-hmm. are going to be playoff implications on the line. Uh, Sunday window at one o'clock. You got the Panthers and the Bills. You got the Jets, Dolphins, Cowboys, Giants, Football Team, Eagles, Titans, Steelers, Texans, Jags. And then in the four o'clock windows, you have the Seahawks, Rams, Falcons, Niners, and Bengals and the Broncos. Mm-hmm. So that's going to move us on here to Player Spotlight. Before I get into Player Spotlight, we were talking about this a little bit before um, we started recording here. Mm-hmm. Todd McShay came out with his Mock Draft 1.0 today, mm-hmm. or maybe yesterday. Mm-hmm. Heard about it on the radio on the way home um, from school today. And uh, obviously, <clears throat> pardon me, the number one pick goes to the Detroit Lions right now. He, he does it based on records right now. So the Lions would have, obviously, Aiden Hutchison go number one. Texans would have Thibodeau at number two. 
Uh, some interesting just key notables here. Jameis Williams, a wide receiver from Alabama, going number eight to the Falcons. I thought that would be a good match. Uh, David Ajabo going to the Eagles at 10. Uh, first quarterback off the board at number 12 would be Kenny Pickett, followed by Matt Corral going to the football team at 13. Uh, one of my favorite players that I've fallen in love with the last month, month and a half or so, watching his tape and watching some of his uh, live games mm -hmm. is Devin Lloyd mm -hmm. from Utah. He's supposed to go 14 to the Eagles. I think Devin Lloyd can honestly be the next Michael Parsons in this draft. Mm -hmm. uh, Malik Willis at 17, uh, the quarterback from Liberty to the Broncos. Desmond Ritter, um, quarterback from Cincinnati to the Saints at seven or at 19, pardon me. And then the last Lions pick, they have there was there I was the radio show I was listening to on 97.1 said that there should be three options for the Lions at 25. Mm -hmm. And that's the current pick they would have right now if the season ended today, due mm -hmm. to the Rams being nine and four. Uh Jahan Dotson, speedster from Penn State, Traylon Burks, vertical threat from Arkansas, who had a huge game against Alabama this year. Mm -hmm. And then Obviously, me and me and you probably this was our number one pick coming into the season. Sam Howell. Mm -hmm. He's got he's got McShay. Tom McShay has Sam Howell going to the Lions. It's been, it's not the best. Honestly, I would take my opinion. I've done a little bit more research probably already in the draft than you have because mm -hmm. uh, we haven't hit that season yet. I was just a little excited seeing mock draft one point mm -hmm. that made me get into the mood a little bit. Uh, but honestly, I would rather have Burks or Dotson because mm -hmm. I think a receiver right now is more prioritized than a quarterback. Mm -hmm. If Howell's there at 33, first pick of the second round, take him. Go ahead and take him. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Don't waste the high don't, pick on, on don't him. waste He's not don't waste the end of the first round pick on Howell. Mm -hmm. Waste it on a receiver or let's mm -hmm. say let's say Corral has a bad bowl, bad bowl game mm -hmm. and maybe a bad pro day or something. Maybe he isn't the quarterback that everybody mm -hmm. thought he's going to be. Maybe he gets into a little bit of trouble or something. Mm -hmm. Corral, I would take at 25. Mm -hmm. Pickett, I would take at 25. I, would I wouldn't take Howell at 25. The thing, um, Honestly, do you think this team would trade up for... If they want Corral or Pickett... I want to. I, I want to do it personally. Do you think the organization would, though? Would the organization... Because they want to pick up draft capital. And I don't think... Well, that, and that's the thing. That makes me think that maybe Brad Holmes would do this trade. Would the it's because they would get this? more picks. I don't think the Fords would. No, would Dan Quinn, Campbell do this. Quintricia wouldn't yes. be anywhere near doing this. We would have traded out of the first round, yeah. probably. Dan, I think Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes, they make any whatever is necessary. For we already team. saw that. Yeah. Um. The owner ownership. The Fords. If they have any say in it, nothing happens, and I think that's it. But the fact that the Stafford Goff trade went through, let alone. Shows you the balls on Campbell and Holmes, and it shows you. I mean, they're willing to. I and mean, they were in the regime job. for like two weeks, and dude, franchise quarterback getting went bye bye. Stafford and getting golf, bro, golf. That's how, that's like signing your own like resignation, basically. <sighs> signing a death wish. That and you... it, there's no way you're gonna get a ton of wins. I mean, had golf not been on the Rams, he honestly could have been out of the league by now, based on how he's playing with the Lions, um, or just a career backup. The thing about taking Howell though mm -hmm. is. He's not a Malik Willis project. I compared, we were talking about, it, I compared mm -hmm. Malik Willis to Trey Lance last year. Mm -hmm. I think he's a project. Mm -hmm. He turns the ball over a lot. He didn't play that great a competition in college. Mm -hmm. Overall, I don't think he's as great of a quarterback for his draft position. Mm -hmm. But Sam Howell, he's not as much of a project. He's got, the problem with Sam Howell is the reason he fell in the draft, honestly, he lost Deami Brown, mm -hmm. he lost DeAndre Carter, he lost Javante Williams, and he lost Michael Carver. All in one season. Offense. He lost all the top four yard getters. Mm -hmm. And he was basically well left with nothing. Mm -hmm. They were preseason top ten. They lost on the road in their first game of the season to Virginia Tech, and that was basically mm -hmm. it. Couldn't really redeem. But if they draft Howell, I definitely would sit him behind Goff for a mm -hmm. year. 
What I what I could see them they draft Pickett or Corral, you can get rid of. You can get rid of Goff, honestly. Yeah. I think. Um, I think we'll we'll be pretty ballsy this offseason. I can see it coming. Um, I love this regime. A lot of a lot of people aren't not gonna sign the big name free agents, but mm-hmm. I think we'll make some sneaky decisions. Sneaky I think we're picks. We're gonna make some moves, bro. Yeah, for sure. It's time, and Dan Campbell knows that, and that's why I like Dan Campbell. Is almost to me, he feels like he knows what it's like to be a Lions fan, especially being here. He in the played for the team. I mean, well, yeah, but just knowing that you know. We've never really been making big moves. Uh-huh. We we've had a couple good signings, sneaky ones, guys like Golden Tate who really worked out for us, and you know stuff like that. I do believe if we make trades, it's gonna be this season. Yeah. Over any other previous. Um. But there's a lot of time for all this to develop. We're, we're sitting here December. There's still bowl games. You got the um, a, a big thing where a big place where a lot of players make their big moves is the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. Some of these All American games that you have, some of these preseason, you know, All Star games and whatnot, mm-hmm. or postseason All Star games. I mentioned the bowl games. You got the combine coming up. You got pro days. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. The hell, the draft's four months away. I just got excited seeing draft. Mm-hmm. You know, but we're definitely gonna start our draft series again after the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. We'll break them down. We'll do top five position by position, and then when we get down to the end of the day here, we'll do a top ten, and then it'll be draft time. Mm-hmm. So there's gonna be a lot that's gonna develop here. Uh, I just want to share some breaking news real quick. Six more Rams players. Seven, pardon me. More more Rams players were put on the COVID list today. The big one today was Odell Beckham. They got. They're getting Tyler Higby back though. They said it was a false mm-hmm. positive. But now you're down. You potentially. Barring a false positive, which we've seen a lot of in this pandemic, mm-hmm. you're, you could be down OBJ for a week or two. With Ramsey. With Ramsey. Both those guys, those are two important names that we talk about. Star you already, obviously, you already lost Woods. You're mm-hmm. probably still going to be down Henderson. Mm-hmm. So your offense is Stafford, Michelle, Cup, and that's Higby. It. And Higby. It's not going to work. Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson. He'll definitely have a bigger, I think he'll definitely have a bigger role mm-hmm. coming up now. All right, that's going to bring us now uh, after those little couple of little sidebars here to the player spotlight. I'm going to let you lead off with your player. Um, well, I chose Jakeem Grant for uh, one reason, really. He was on my bench, and, you know, you got to shout out your fantasy team. And uh, it just sucks that he was on my bench, but at the same time, had it come down to that tiebreaker, 139, 139, Jakeem Grant could have been the reason I won this game, even being on my bench. Um he plays for the Chicago Bears, and he's a return specialist. I think you know that's pretty apparent based on the the roles he's been he's been given both on the Dolphins and the Bears. Um, the Bears somehow always have pretty decent return specialists. We think of Devin Hester from you know before. I think there's been some other. Patterson players. played for the Bears too. Yeah, and he had like a ton of returns. Why can't the Lions? I mean, the only Lions specialist I would consider is Jamal Agnew though, and he only had a few couple seasons with us, but Grant. Broke the Bears franchise record for the longest punt return on a 97-yard punt return in Green Bay at Lambeau. And um, it's it's just crazy, bro, to, to think. I think he had a couple in Miami, but I think he was a part of that lateral play. Do you remember? Um, it was like the, the Miracle long, Miami? Yeah. I think that was three... Three years ago, this mm-hmm. past week, I believe. I think he was a part of that, and it, I, I think it was this past week, and I saw something like that. But it's just crazy. I mean, you you got to be a different level of daredevil to be a return specialist in the NFL mm. because you got everybody coming full speed at you, one to kill you. When you're on offense, right, and you're just lining up at receiver, you're running around, you're usually getting one-on-one coverage, and if you're like a DeAndre Hopkins, you might get double teamed. But never would 11 guys be trying to 
take your, you know, legs out, head out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To do that as your job and profession is crazy. So I just want to shout him out and props to him, man. He's five foot seven, 171. He was born in John Horn, Mesquite, Texas. No football idea factory. It, Texas it, football factory. It's a football factory. He was a sixth round draft pick. Really? Um, yeah, and I did not know that. I thought maybe he would have been fourth or fifth. Um, you don't see a lot of sixth round picks, but I, I think in recent days we have been, and obviously Brady, the most notable. He was drafted by the Miami Dolphins, and that's why I mentioned you know things like the Miami Miracle. But also there, I think he had a ton of like punt returns. I think mm-hmm. he had three touchdowns. I know he had one in his rookie year. He had a couple kick return touchdowns. And he, he was decent as a role player in that receiver core. But he really found a sign. Or his, um, he found his niche in the return game. I didn't know this, but after the 2019 season, they signed him to a four-year contract extension. The Dolphins? Yes. Really? Just to trade him oh my God. in 2020. That's insane. It, I mean, he's still got two and a half years now. I mean, this season's almost done, but he's going to have yeah. two more years on that contract. And all they got in return for him was a sixth-round pick. What a steal by the uh, Bears, though. No, literally, because it seems like the last <laughs> three games, whether it was just on the offense side of the ball... Or kick returns. He's been having pretty good games. That's why I picked him up, because last week he had a really good game, and I think the week before, and I was like, all right... Uh, I'll see what I can do. Uh, I mentioned he's from Texas. He was a three-star prospect. Um, He had offers from Colorado State, Iowa State, Louisiana Tech, Pittsburgh, Texas Tech, Tulsa, Vanderbilt, Wake Forest. So not the cream of the crop, obviously. Not the cream of the crop, but in terms of uh, options, he has a lot of them, yeah. A lot of guys were interested in him. He originally committed to Tulsa, but then he went to Texas Tech, um... Like I mentioned, he... He played with Mahomes then? I believe so, because 2016, he, I think he was there. He was drafted in 2016. Mm-hmm. When was Mahomes? 2017 drafted? Mm-hmm. I think so. So he, he definitely um, was there. He, I think it said something about he holds the receiving record. Let me just find it. I know he redshirted the freshman year. Um, he had a lot of return. He returned for a 99-yard touchdown in their uh, Meineke Car Care Bowl of Texas. <sighs> Which is just the weirdest bowl game. It's almost that time of the year for the meaningless bowl games. It's just crazy. Who names these things? Um, But, you know, he was an all-Big 12 conference honorable mention in 2013. In 2014, he played 12 games, 67 receptions. You said 2016 was his last year? Yeah. So he started in 2012 or 2013. Yeah, because Mahomes was 2014 and 2016. So he definitely played with him. And it shows because in those 12 games of 2014, 67 receptions, 938 receiving yards, 7 touchdowns, and he earned all Big 12 Conference honorable mention for the second year in a row. In his final season, he was selected CBS Sports Second Team All-American. Grant caught 90 passes for 1,268 yards and 10 touchdowns, which broke um, Billet some type of award-winning Red Raider. Um, and it was Michael Crabtree's oh, school record. Yeah, yeah, the Belentikoff. Yeah, he broke the school record. Um, Grant returned an additional two kickoffs for touchdowns. So it's it was like every season he was getting two or three returns. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you're going to be interested in him as an NFL prospect. During his pro day, the New Orleans Saints, uh, the New Orleans Saints they um, recorded his 40-yard dash time. Obviously, it wasn't at the combine, but it was 4.1. Oh, my goodness. 
This is when you play Madden. This is the type of guy you want to line up out wide in your lineup. Or, it's the kind uh, of guy you want on Ultimate Team. Yeah, you know, you just throw him a slant route and he's gone. <laughs> and it, potentially beating Bo Jackson's hand-timed 4.12. Wow. Um, because what, John Ross was 4.19, I think, at the yeah. Combine, right, a couple years ago? Something crazy, but Jakeem Grant, obviously, you know, his electronic was 4.3. Mm-hmm. He's still in that speedster range. Yeah. Um, he had, you know, uh, his rookie season at Texas Tech, 300 yards and three touchdowns. After that, 800 with seven, almost 1,000 with seven, and then over 1,000 with uh, 10. So, obviously, Mahomes coming in in 2014. Definitely helped him out there. Um, and then, like I mentioned, he started with the Dolphins, showed himself in the return game, showed himself to be an asset. They said, we're going to sign him for four years. They signed him for four years, and the next season, they're like, all right, we've seen enough. Doesn't make much sense, but the Bears got a steal. And uh, Wikipedia is fast, man, because the day after he gets that 97-yard return, it's, on the it's already there. It probably was there when it happened, there, like, bro. two minutes after it happened, Someone honestly. Someone was probably typing it up. <laughs> right. But that's crazy. All right. My player is Rashad Penny from the uh, Seattle Seahawks. I almost said New Orleans Saints. I don't know why. He was born on February 27, 20, February 2nd, 1996 in Norwalk, California. He is currently listed at 5'11", 220 pounds. Um, he went to high school at local Norwalk High. Mm-hmm. He um, had a very productive senior season. Um, t- listen to these numbers. 2,504 yards and 41 touchdowns rushing. To add on to 665 yards and 10 receiving touchdowns. This guy had 51 combined touchdowns. 41 rush in in one high school season. He had 41 rushing touchdowns and he had 10 receiving touchdowns. He ended up playing his college football at San Diego State University over he had offers from other uh, schools in the Mountain West, including Boise State, Colorado State, Fresno State, Nevada, San Jose State, and Utah State. He ended up playing there from 2014 until 2017. During his 2016 season, he had 1,018 yards on 136 carries, averaging about 7.5 per. Mm-hmm. As a senior in 2017, Rashad Penny really had his breakout season. Mm-hmm. I knew about Rashad Penny before he came into the league. 216 yards on a 12.0 yards per carry clip against Arizona State, and he had 175 yards against Stanford on a 5.5 yards per carry clip. On September 25th, he received Mountain Con- went Mountain West Conference Offensive Player of the Week for the fourth consecutive week, and he ranked. He was the top rusher in the FBS mm-hmm. in 2017 with 20 and 27 rushing yards. So 2,027 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. In his career, he had 487 carries for just shy of 3,700 yards, and he had 38 touchdowns, including 23 touchdowns in that 2017 senior senior season. He had 479 receiving yards and six touchdowns in his receiving career for the Aztecs. He came into the draft, as I mentioned, 5'11", 220. He had a um, 4.4640, 32.5-inch vertical jump, and bench pressed 13 times. Mm -hmm. He was drafted by the Seattle Seahawks with the 27th overall pick in the first round of the 2018 draft. Mm -hmm. Um, In May of that previous season, or in the season, he signed a four-year deal worth $10.7 million. He made his NFL debut against Denver in the season opener in 2018, only having eight yards, but had four catches for 35 yards. He had his first real breakout game in the NFL in a Week 10 loss to the Rams. He had 12 carries for 108 yards and his first career touchdown. Overall, he finished his rookie season with 419 yards and two touchdowns rushing. He ended up having four carries for 29 yards in their loss to Dallas in the wildcard round. In 2019, in week two, he had 10 carries for 62 yards in his first touchdown of the 2019 year as the Seahawks beat the Steelers 28-26. 
Uh, Monday Night Football really was his, as so far in his first two years in the league, was his big game. 129 yards and a touchdown against the Eagles. In Week 13, or pardon me, in Week 14, he tore his ACL. Unfortunately, it was ruled out for the rest of the season. Overall, in 2019, he appeared in 10 games and had 370 yards rushing and three touchdowns. In 2020, he was placed on the PUP list, the physically unable to perform list, at the start of training camp, and was moved to the reserve list at the start of the season. He was activated on December 19, 2020, didn't get any playing time. And then this year, they declined his fifth-year option on May 3rd, making him a free agent after the season. I think they're going to want to regret. I think they're going to regret this. Mm -hmm. He was unfortunately placed, though, on injured reserve on October 2nd, activated a couple weeks later. But after this game he had against the Texans, and watching the way that Chris Carson really hasn't been able to stay healthy and be mm -hmm. productive when he is healthy, he had 16 carries for 137 yards and two touchdowns in that game against the Texans last week. So, he's just so maybe, too. just maybe, if they... Maybe should have just regretted, you know, held on yeah. to that decision for a little longer because I would have picked up that fifth year option. Another fun fact: his twin brother Elijah, mm -hmm. he had a touchdown yeah. for the Giants against the Chargers, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that was his first career receiving touchdown. He has four touchdowns in his mm -hmm. career. They obviously both went to the same high school. Mm -hmm. uh, Elijah Penny, though, he went to the College of Sequinois in Villisa, California. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks like it was a. Um, Community college, and then he went to Iowa, Idaho after that. Mm. Spent some time on and off of the practice squad with the Giants, and he got his first career receiving touchdown in, in that loss week. in the same week that his brother Rashad had his real breakout game in the NFL in his fourth season. You said Penny went 27th overall in the first round? Mm -hmm. So he went before Nick Chubb. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's crazy, bro. So, I mean, I when Rashad Penny was in that draft class, I remember wanting the Lions to get him. Mm -hmm. Because at that point, we didn't really have a – to have a 2,000-yard season in mm -hmm. college. You know, we talk about Derrick Henry. Mm -hmm. Could have probably had back-to-back 2,000-yard seasons if he stays healthy because mm -hmm. he was at 1,000 yards through, like, eight games. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've also heard, speaking of Derrick Henry, he could be coming back, coming back. for, like, week 18. I'm so high. He could be coming back for week 18. No, yeah, no. You Not better yet. hope week 17 he comes back because we, we don't do week 18 because um, oh. backups and stuff. I, I don't like risking, you know, number one seeds and, like, having yeah. to bench players and everything. But Oof. He yeah. needs to come 17, bro. But to have a 2,000-yard season in, like, 13 games is incredible for a college player. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. And then the 51 touchdowns total in high school? In, the senior in a senior season? Senior, senior, senior That's, season. He didn't, even have that, he didn't even have that many touchdowns, I don't he think, was in San Diego State offense. in four years. And he had 51 touchdowns. I know high school football is a lot different. Yeah. You're playing against a guy that sat in eighth or and sat in 11th grade world history all day and he's thinking you know we always make that metaphor oh man that guy was sitting in algebra too and he's thinking about guarding lebron yeah. james tonight it's crazy bro think about those guys that had to bring down a derrick henry or a lamar jackson or some of these guys that have had incredible if I, high if school i had to season. play lamar jackson bro your i'd fake an injury i'd fake an injury like coach i think i pulled a hammy during all <laughs> pregame warm-ups i'm gonna roll myself out for this game but that's going to wrap it up here for episode number 86 of Dylan Al Talk NFL. Do you have anything uh, to say before we get on here? Just don't forget, rate, review, and How subscribe. How many episodes are we from 100 now? 14? So we've got... I was going to say 14 weeks from now would be... March? March? No. April. So it'd be closer to the draft. So, yeah. We're going to be doing draft time. 104 will be two will years. be two years, yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll have the week 15 review, week mm -hmm. 16 preview coming up here, the episode before Christmas. So thank you guys, as always, for mm -hmm. listening. And we will talk to you next week.